You know, it's interesting, the large family thing. And, you know, obviously we've jumped the shark in many ways. There's a curiosity about how many kids people have. Comedian Jim Gaffigan. Today on Now I've Heard Everything, I'm Bill Thompson. Now, if you know Jim Gaffigan's comedy, you know he has a big family. Five kids. As he was growing up, he was one of six. His wife was one of nine, so they know big families. I met Jim in 2013 when he published a memoir that was funny and poignant and reflective, as was our interview. His book was called Dad is Fat. So here now from 2013, Jim Gaffigan. You know, the title Dad is Fat, that was the first complete sentence that my now seven-year-old son wrote. And uh, he did it on a dry erase board, and he showed me, and then I put him up for adoption. I, I gather that you had a very clear idea of what kind of book you wanted to write, and maybe an equally clear idea of the kind of book you didn't want this to be. Yeah, I, I spent a couple... My agent would probably have a different opinion, um, because I did know that, you know, I'm a comedian. Uh, I wanted to write a book about parenting, because I seem to be having, you know, kid after kid... But I definitely spent some time to figure out the type of book on parenting, a humor book about parenting. And um, because I didn't want – I've seen books on parenting and, frankly, a lot of them kind of bored me. So I wanted to do it right and in a way that I would enjoy. So uh, I spent a couple of years figuring out – what the tone would be and um, what the angle would be, which is essentially I'm an observational comedian and I'm a guy who doesn't know what he's doing. I was very, I was very taken by how the balance you've struck between you don't idolize your kids, you don't demonize your kids. It's just here's my kids. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, um, you know, we talked about books that I didn't want to do. I didn't want it to be. I hate my kids because I certainly don't. And I didn't want the book to have a tone of I worship my kids and Jesus. I wanted it to to find a middle ground, which is uh, a very honest uh, you know, approach to it, which is I do aspire to be a good dad, but I have no instincts for it. So I'm trying. Now, you're the youngest of six, right? Yes. I mean, that's like the birth order accrual and a bonus prize. Yeah, no. So the last, the youngest kid, you know, I had no exposure to parenting or babysitting. You know, I, in the book I point out that the closest I came to kids was when Raven Simone was added to the Cosby show. And that was, you know, in the later years, so I really wasn't watching that much. So Correct me if I'm wrong, Jeannie, is, is, she's one of nine? She's one of nine. She's the oldest of nine, and she's... Uh, you know, we wrote this together. It's very much a collaboration. That's not me being cute. You know, like, I love my wife. It's like, if I couldn't, if I didn't have her to, to work on this book with, I think it would it would probably be pretty crummy. Given the, the goal you set for yourself, was it any harder or any easier than you thought it would be to achieve the right tone for this book? Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, stand-up is uh, very much a, a, you know, a verbal exercise. So there's... There's tricks that you can kind of utilize when you're doing stand-up. And so, yeah, there was an interesting tone because I was very hesitant. Like, the book proposal did not have any um, – it was very much observational. And the editor was like, well, what more about you? And I was like, I don't want to be that guy that's like, my dad was like this and I'm like this. And so um, – 
But I like that. I, I think that it ended up working well because it is very substance observation based. And then there's a little bit of obviously there's point of view and observational comedy, but then I add in just small doses of it. But I don't, you know, we're a culture that's either exhibitionist or voyeuristic, and I didn't want to participate in in that kind of, you know, I can't believe I'm a dad, I used to kill hookers. You know, I didn't want that to be the tone of it. Well, I've, I've observed that there is a spectrum of fatherhood. There are those who want to be exactly like their dad, those who want to be just exactly the opposite of their dad. Where on the spectrum are you? Well, I think I view it from... Uh, uh, much more of a generational difference. I talk a little bit about how my dad's generation, um, they didn't really have to do anything. And The father, as you mean. Yes, the father, uh, in the fatherhood role. You know, they just had to bring home the bacon. And by that, they didn't, they weren't buying the bacon or actually bringing the bacon home or even cooking it. They were just eating the bacon. But that's understandable. And so it's not, in my fascination of the contrast of, of generations is not that they didn't do anything. It's that they didn't feel guilty. I think that, you know, you know the era that we live in, Doctor Phil and uh, post Phil Donahue era. You know, men have a, you know, it's not just being an involved dad. It's um, it's a participation that is, um, you know, we're evolving. Men are evolving as a species, if you will. And so, the fatherhood role. And people have had great dads, and my dad tried his best, but. There's just something. I mean, I've changed so many diapers, and you know, I'm very involved with my kids, but it's still a bit of a mystery. No dad likes poop. No, no, no one's a fan of that. But it's amazing how you get used to it, right? Until the next one, then it's it's, it's like you completely forgot what it was like. Oh, there's a built-in forgetter with parenting, and that's why when someone's on a plane with a baby, even a grandmother who raised seven kids doesn't un they don't have any sympathy you know there's something's lost with there's a built-in forgetter i suppose because if there wasn't a forgetter everyone would just have one kid yeah the moms especially do yes. <laughs> well i i hate to tell you what a grumpy old grandpa i've become but that's yeah. a whole other book for a whole other time i guess i couldn't help thinking you know the duggars are looking at the gaffigans and saying you guys what amateurs you know? oh yeah totally you know it's interesting the large family thing and you know obviously we've jumped the shark in many ways but uh I think it's fascinating how we, you know, there's a uh, a curiosity about how many kids people have, which seems kind of intrusive, really. It, it's really nobody's business. Like, you wouldn't ask a stranger when they're going to get their hair cut, but people that don't have kids, it seems like okay for strangers to be like, how come you don't have kids? You know, not realizing that fertility might have been something they've struggled with as a couple. So Now, I'm also bowing and saluting at the same time, which is very difficult to do because you've been on Law & Order. All three. So I bow and salute to anybody who's been on Law & Order. I'm wondering if, if the Gaffigan household is the type that Lenny Briscoe would come back out of the house and, and tell, you know, Ed Green, glad I don't have kids. Yeah, no, I think Eddie Briscoe would be – well, I mean, I <laughs> – you know, he would be talking about his divorce, his third wife, you know, uh, I tell you, you know, the third wife gets all the money. But, uh, no, I think that, uh, you know, we're kind of unique to New York. And in some ways, the New York characters that we love so much about, particularly, you know, the Jerry Auerbach era, it's kind of getting evolved. I mean, I'm a white bread guy that looks more Midwestern because I am Midwestern. So 
Um, I have been cast in Law and Order, but usually as you know a bad guy. But it's a rite of passage as an actor in New York. Better than being a sleazy lawyer. Yes, yes. But then again, you get more lines as the sleazy lawyer. <laughs> Is there any question that you've been dying to answer on the tour? If somebody will just ask it. Well, there's so many different questions. I'm, I guess I'm just surprised how on my Twitter feed, you know, which is where some of these ideas came from. I had an outlet for this kid material that I wouldn't – I didn't want my whole stand-up act to be kids. But I'm surprised by uh, the fact that people without kids are enjoying it. I was hoping, but it's great to see, uh, you know, college students or friends that don't have kids – Enjoy the book, which is, uh, that's a big surprise. And you'll notice I did not once refer to this as family-friendly entertainment. Well, the family-friendly thing is, um, you know, it's a double-edged thing for me. Because, you know, I'm a comedian that's family-friendly or clean, which is... Always feels like an asterisk next to my name. Like, he's funny, but he had some help. You know, uh... And then, uh, you know, as a parent, you know that family-friendly means that it's the cuisine of Chuck E. Cheese. And family-friendly hotels are just, you know, they might as well be connected to gas stations. But it's all good. And uh, did I understand you just did a pilot? I did a pilot for uh, CBS. They didn't pick it up, but we're, uh, we're going to retool it and hopefully try again. Jim Gaffigan just turned 54 earlier this month. He and his wife, Jeannie, and their five kids live in Manhattan. Are you new to Now I've Heard Everything? Well, you can find all of our past episodes at heardeverything.com. They're all archived there. And we post new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on all major podcast platforms. Thanks for listening. Next time on Now I've Heard Everything, with the return of Major League Baseball, we thought it'd be a good time to revisit my 1988 interview with the last Major League pitcher to win 30 games in a single season. A 1988 interview with Denny McLean. You've got to have everything in place every time you go out there to win 30. You've got to be lucky. You've got to get all the breaks. They've got to score runs for you early. All of those things will make you have a good year. That's next time on Now I've Heard Everything. I'm Bill Thompson. Bill Thompson.